superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Oh, my God. You guys are my favorite. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. I know what I'm talking about. That's the headline. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Brian Weber. OMG. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. And now, sitting in for Rich... Here's Brian Weber. Welcome to the program. Always an honor to sit in for Rich, play a small role in supporting his stellar brand, especially great to be with you on this Christmas Day. Many shows as a consumer of sports media, I can tell you from direct experience, many shows are playing tape. Best of on a holiday, but Rich does not because he wants to make sure you at least have a possibility, a small chance with yours truly in the chair of being informed and entertained. So we're going to have a great time together over the next three hours. Thank goodness we are not on the phenomenal simulcast on the Roku channel because if you could see me, you would be soaking in the glory of reams of paper. I got notes and takes for days. All I've been doing is watching football Over the long holiday weekend, so we got all the fallout from yesterday. Dallas fan, you are lucky I do not take phone calls. Although, let me throw that out there. It's a holiday after all. Phone calls taken selectively, 844-204-7424. But if you've had to endure me, fill it in for Rich or other national shows, I am very lucky to have a small affiliation with. By now, my approach should be direct. I give out the phone number because I'm a carnival barker. It was just knocked into my skull as a radio host 30 years ago coming up in the business. Always give out the number. But if you want to interact, best way to get involved is X me. I'm not getting paid by Elon. I'm going to call it Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. And yes, Cowboy fan, we will get to you in a moment. Some things change But some things are etched in stone, among them the Cowboys, unable to get it done in a meaningful game on the road once more. In addition to everything that has occurred across the NFL dating back to Saturday, it feels like a long time ago, it is a Monday, doesn't matter, I hope you're not going into work, that's why I'm here to keep you entertained. We have an NFL triple header today. Let me reach over and hit the button. We are less than an hour now away from the kickoff of the first three games. Raiders and Chiefs, eh, but it is an NFL game after all. Part of a cornucopia of football. What's on the line for KC if they can continue their domination head-to-head against everyone they face in That division they've owned for a lifetime. 
If they beat the Raiders today at Arrowhead, make it eight consecutive AFC West Division titles won by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. More Reid than Mahomes. Some of that was Alex Smith, but you get the point I'm making. Still, we'll talk about the obvious flaws that the defending champs are going to have to overcome if they want to go back-to-back, namely leading the league and drops by receivers Don't just think, as we watch Tyreek Hill, even though he was clearly less than 100% coming back from the gimpy ankle, don't you think KC could use the cheetah right now? We'll get there coming up. That's followed by the Giants and the Eagles. Can Philadelphia find their way as they've imploded down the stretch? Still, Dallas losing yesterday creates the opportunity now for Philly to continue their march towards a division title trying to get back on the beam and snap the three-game losing streak. The latest coming, you'll recall, on that Monday night, the debacle in Seattle. Seattle with a quality road win. Come back yesterday in Tennessee, and that'll all set the stage for potentially the game of the year. Could see these teams again. I hope we do in the Super Bowl. Ravens and Niners in primetime. It's going to be virtually wall-to-wall football. Just one guest along the way. In fact, we'll save it for the very final content block. 2.40 Eastern time, we'll check in with an old friend and a former radio partner of mine, Nick Ferguson. NFL safety, spent a decade in the league playing for the Jets, Texans, and Broncos. He's a radio host now in Denver. He stayed up late last night watching Denver come all the way back and then have the Patriots rip their hearts Right out of their cavity. That's a lovely (laughs) visual on a holiday. Denver, all but eliminated from playoff contention. Don't look now. The Patriots playing reasonable football behind Bailey Zappi. Make it two wins of their last three. We'll talk about the future of Bill Belichick coming up in 20 minutes. And because I am a veteran, and this is the longest introduction in the history of Sports Talk Radio, of working on Christmas Day, I can't abandon the NBA. The NFL has now crushed, once more, everything in its path. And I am, like you, I'm delighted to have three football games to talk about and watch today when I get off work. Still, for decades, this holiday was all about the NBA. So with five games on the schedule today, we'll just do a little bit of NBA to wrap up the hour in advance of our in-depth conversation with a longtime NBA insider, Sean Devaney. I first met him when he was covering the league for the Sporting News. He's now handling the NBA beat for Heavy.com. So that's the overview. Let's jump right in by way of the circuitous route on a big word holiday edition of the program. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich Eisen. Pass along your thoughts as to what you took away from the NFL over the last couple days or call your shot. How do you see things playing out tonight? in Santa Clara, California, with the Niners and the Ravens getting together. That is a holiday gift for all of us. Hit me up on Twitter, Weber Weber with two Bs. So, watching and taking notes, again, one of these years, and I'm not politicking, I'm not lobbying on the air, and I don't think Rich is listening right now, given all of his broadcast duties, because by the time I finally went to bed last night, got to get up, nine hours before a show to get all the additional prep work in. The last voice I heard in my regal one-bedroom apartment was that of your host, Rich Eisen, calling that wild game in Denver last night. But 
Should I ever make my way into the phenomenal Simulcast Studios and have the ability to reconnect with my guy Del Tufo, who I worked with at NFL Network, Brockman, TJ, and the crew, you'll see just how arcane my process is. I still watch games in real time. I take notes just because I want to clarify my thoughts. It's not like this is the SATs or anything. And as I'm going along, and I'm looking at my pad right now, and of course it's all indecipherable, but I spent about a third of a page on the Cowboys opening drive because I'm guessing you watched that game. What, you're going to spend quality time on Christmas Eve with your family? Get out of town. And I'm certain it's going to do a monster TV rating because Dallas, however you view them, as irrelevant as they've been on a national level in terms of impact in the playoffs. Remember, they haven't even gone to a conference title game in three decades. Dallas, of course, is a ratings juggernaut. And they look spectacular on that opening drive. 15 plays. Dictating the terms methodically. Getting inside the five. Give it to Tony Pollard. I thought he was in. What a phenomenal tackle that was by the Dolphins. Because I'll paint the word picture. I'll assume a couple of you didn't watch the game. I am a radio host, after all, so I can do this in vivid detail. Pollard broke the plane. He was across the goal line with his body, but the ball did not break the plane. So, spotted inside the one, and then Mike McCarthy does a Mike McCarthy thing, calls the play for the fullback, and then Dallas butchers that because Dak can't get it cleanly to the fullback in the exchange. Now, Because I watched the game, I'm not going to do the why are you giving the ball to the fullback rant more than I just gave you a slice of my reaction, but I'm looking at my notes again and I'm circling fullback. Fullback! Like some maniacal person that can't believe fullbacks still exist in the NFL. Because if you were paying attention, the fullback got a couple touches on that drive. Still, it just felt like Dallas... Thoroughly summed up a synopsis of the Cowboys getting too cute in that situation. I'm not saying they miss Zeke Elliott, but if you truly believe in Tony Pollard, and Pollard has been effective with his versatility when healthy the last couple seasons, give it back to your lead back or come up with something. And I'm not second guessing here. If it works, tremendous. But I don't understand highlighting. Your fullback, who is not an integral part of the offense. It's not like San Francisco, right? I I just didn't get it in the moment. And don't you know, with a final score of 22-20, it came back to burn the Cowboys. Now, I'm not doing shoulda, coulda, woulda radio. They have plenty of opportunities to win the game, namely with what is supposed to be the strength of that team. It's the defense. So, credit the tenacity of Dak. He finds a way. To matriculate that ball all the way down the field. Touchdown Dallas late. They take the lead. All the Cowboy defense that I'm told is steely. I'm told is formidable. And I know the players are good. If we're just doing fantasy football, and that's the problem for Dallas, it's not a collection of individuals. It's what you do as a unit. But Micah Parsons and company have a lot of talent although based on what they have failed to do the last two weeks, primarily because the games came on the road, 
It's fair to wonder just how good that Dallas D is. Miami able to move it down the field, and Jason Sanders hits his fifth and final field goal for the two-point win. So if you're a Dallas fan, you can tell me, all right, well, loud guy, whoever you are, I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. If you want to have your voice heard, you can lob me a tweet at BW Weber. Weber with two Bs in 15 minutes. We'll shift our attention to Bill Belichick's future. We know, and in fact, we knew before, that insane game between the Jets and the Commanders, Robert Sala got the vote of confidence from owner Woody Johnson when he told the beat reporter for the New York Post before the game at MetLife Stadium, he decided to bring both Sala and GM Joe Douglas back. If the Jets had found a way to gag that game away and they tried their damnedest as Jacoby Brissett came off the bench, you'd have to wonder if Woody might have found that same reporter and said, hey, do you have a pencil? Just erase what I said. Everybody's getting fired today, but we'll talk about how the coaching carousel will start to rev up now that we're at the business end of the regular season. But if you're a Dallas fan, you're going to point out that Miami undeniably has the most powerful offense in all of football, although Jalen Waddle got banged up yesterday. And what's lost in the shuffle of the pyrotechnics is because Mike McDaniel is such an innovative and creative play caller, and he's running a version of the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan offense. Although, McDaniel, if you care about college pedigree, went to Yale. He's an exceptionally bright guy. So he's put his own imprint on what the Shanahans have been doing for a long time. Miami also leads the league in yards per rush attempt. So they can carve you up in a variety of ways, as we saw yesterday. But if you're a Dallas honk, you're going to tell me, well, don't we deserve some credit? for merely allowing a single touchdown to two and company. Okay, and what's that get you? Didn't get you a win. You didn't make the plays you needed when all you had to do was flex your collective muscle with the game on the line. I understand especially how prolific modern field goal kickers are and how dialed in Sanders was yesterday. And we never talk about kickers unless they're making one like the Patriots kicker finally did, benefiting from the altitude final seconds after he had a hideous game prior to that, defeating Denver last night in the final seconds. But there are no moral victories in professional sports. And certainly if we're talking about the Cowboys, Because we continue to go back to the same things. Coming up small in high leverage situations. A defense that has lacked consistency all season long. Now, I guess you could say it's an improvement. In fact, a large improvement from how beat up and abused Dallas was a week ago in Buffalo. But what's that get you? You want a cookie? You want an orange slice? You want a participation medal? This is professional football. And also points out that Dallas simply cannot win on the road. And that's going to be the major challenge when they get to the playoffs. Even if they win the division, as you think about how things could play out in the NFC, and a reminder, it's Dallas against Detroit next weekend. And Lion fan, enjoy the moment. I have done this bit for a very long time. My small competitive advantage, when I first cracked open a microphone long, long ago, 
was I knew sports history, but you didn't have to be a savant to know that the Lions have not won anything since 1957 with the curse of Bobby Lane. Lions have not won the division prior to yesterday since 1993. They have one playoff victory since 1957. One in 1991. And when we get deeper into the program, and I give you my thoughts on how things could shake out with the hierarchy of NFC teams, here's the bad news, Lions fan. Your defense is still way too wobbly. Now, if you only red zone that game, you probably didn't get the full comprehension of the big momentum swings, but ultimately it came down to Nick Mullins, remembering he was Nick Mullins, Oh, my goodness. He's got the game right in front of him. It appears because the Lions' defense has been way too porous now. For the better part of a month and a half, I was here on Thanksgiving Day talking about the Lions having defensive issues. And that day, they got dissected by Jordan Love and the Packers. But if Nick Mullins does not throw his fourth and final interception... Minnesota had a great shot at winning that game, 30-24 the final. So I'm not crowning anybody other than the Niners right now. And we'll talk much more about the Niners and Ravens. I will carve out a good portion of the final hour to go in-depth on the game of the year. But Dallas fam, you're going to have to win a game in the postseason on the road. And now you're 3-5, and five, and I realize you're virtually unstoppable at home with that long winning streak, but... Again, what's that get you? You want another consolation prize? And if you actually take the time to parse that 3-5 and five record on the road, here's who Dallas beat. They won at the Panthers, they won at the Chargers, and they won at the Giants. Two of those three teams have already whacked their head coach. So, in addition to all the defensive liabilities, Dallas, I don't care what year it is, has this through line as well. They're the most penalized team in the National Football League once more this year. A half dozen additional penalties yesterday, a couple in critical situations. So, Cowboy fan, tell me I'm wrong. You can hit me up on Twitter, BW Weber, Weber with two Bs. There is nothing wrong in the abstract with winning 10 games. But if you are the Cowboys and you claim to hold yourself to a higher standard and your owner is all in on at least getting back to the Super Bowl one more time before he's called up to that big owner's box in the sky, now pushing 82 years old, good isn't good enough. And that was an opportunity to make a statement on the road, and while Dallas made it interesting, what do you know, they fell short once more. As for Miami, that's the signature win they've been looking for all season long because if I said Dolphins to you, your knee-jerk reaction would be, yeah, but. And the but was significant. Believe me, I know what a significant but is all about. I'm Brian Weber, enjoying the holidays too much. Gym is closed, unfortunately, today. I thought at least I could hit the steam room. Steam it up with me on social media, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. Coming up in 40 minutes, we'll bring in the first of two guests with the five NBA games now underway. It's the Bucks taking on the Knicks at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden gets things rolling. We'll talk hoops with Sean Devity, NBA insider for Heavy.com to tip off our number two of the program. So at last, the Dolphins beat a team with a winning record. 
After they lost to the Eagles, they lost to the Bills, they shifted confidence and still had a lack of confidence. I'll spit that out along the way. Losing to the Chiefs in Germany. And they also had that massive mental letdown gagging the game on Monday night a couple weeks ago against Tennessee imploding with less than three minutes to go. Still, a lot to like about Miami. And the question becomes, should Baltimore lose tonight in the San Francisco Bay Area? I don't do gambling talk, but I'll check the line just to get the idea of the wisdom of crowds. Last time I checked, it was the Niners about a five and a half point favorite. If you've not looked ahead, that's okay. You don't have to. We'll take it one game at a time. Next up for the Dolphins, they're going to Baltimore. So let's just say for the sake of this conversation, Ravens lose to the Niners tonight. That'll put Baltimore at 11-4, same record as the Dolphins. It's right in front of Miami then potentially to lock up home field throughout the AFC. But at the same time, I don't feel that confident about the Dolphins based on one win over a Dallas team I just shredded for all the obvious reasons. And I think a more likely scenario is Dolphins lose on the road to Baltimore next week, setting up a winner-take-all game against the Bills in South Florida because don't look now, although you probably couldn't see the game because it was a Peacock exclusive. I got lucky. I'm here in Southern California. We got the game for free on the NBC affiliate. The Bills should have lost that game against a Charger team with nothing to play for, guided by Hall of Famer Easton Stick. Again, that's the Bills. They are wildly inconsistent. Coming off their best win of the year after they had gone to Kansas City and defeated the defending champs, they curb-stopped Dallas. Now, you can say it's human nature. They're going to play down to level competition. Okay. They almost gave that game away. Still, Buffalo now with a chance, potentially, to win out and win the division. So, We'll talk more about the Dolphins and what to like about that team. Foremost among them, I am so happy. I don't root for individuals, but I have a degree of empathy. I thought Tua Tunga-Vailoa got criticized unnecessarily last year. It was not his fault he kept getting hurt. Now, you could say, okay, take better care of your body. He did that. Remember in the offseason, he trained in mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu. He learned how to slide. We are now almost done with the regular season. Have we talked about Tua with significant injuries at all? Not the case. So however you view him, you got to admire at least him doing everything within his control to stay upright. But if you're asking me right now who's the best team in the AFC, I think it's the Ravens, but I think they're going to lose tonight. Because undeniably, the 49ers are the best team in all of football and will continue to put the playoff picture in focus as we move along. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich. If you want to pick up the phone, it's 844-204-7424. I'll check social media coming up. You can X me, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. As mentioned, we'll get to the NBA coming up in 40 minutes when we say hello to Sean Devaney. He is a Hoops Insider for Heavy.com. Just two guests today. Final segment of the program Much more NFL talk with Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety. You can hit me up on Twitter, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs straight ahead. Rich Eisen had an interesting game to call last night. I won't say it was a great game, but it was dramatic as the Patriots edged the Broncos in the final seconds, effectively eliminating Denver from real playoff 
consideration. They need 27 things to go right to even have a shot. So, with the Patriots now having won two of their last three games, where is Bill Belichick going to be coaching next year? That's on the way. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich Eisen. And with all of these great sporting events going on today, as I mentioned, triple header in football, wall-to-wall hoops, you need some serenity. If you're hoping to be there in person, you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer Last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Here's what I like the most about Game Time. They have last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You can check out views from all the seats in any venue. They have a lowest price guarantee event cancellation protection, job loss protection, much more. GameTime is the ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before your buy is finalized. What an amazing proposition that is. So you can check out the virtual view from your seat before you execute the purchase. You're going to know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You can buy tickets in seconds with merely two taps. So, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account and use redeem code Rich, R-I-C-H, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Brian Weber back with you. We appreciate the company on this Christmas day. Always a delight to keep the chair warm for Mr. Eisen. I am back with you tomorrow and Wednesday. And then Dan Schwartz will be your host for the rest of the week. 844-204-7424, the number to call. And social media getting chippy, even on a holiday. B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. We're now 30 minutes away from the first of three NFL games coming up. It is the renewal of the rivalry dating back to the old days of the AFL as the Raiders take on the Chiefs. And a reminder, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open WWO Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations digital platforms. That's right. Stream. Kevin Arlen, Kurt Warner, and Rich all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. And forget about James Brown. Rich Eisen is the busiest man in show business between calling that game that came down to the last few ticks on the clock in Denver last night. Hopefully you watched every moment of on, on NFL Network because you had the dramatic conclusion, but you had to see the on-camera because Rich understanding the value of layers in frigid conditions in Denver alongside the man who now goes viral every time he puts on an overcoat, Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, with something that made him look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. This time he rocked the Yuletide color going with the Red Ensemble. Let us shift our attention to something that is very upbeat and positive, because I'm all about that kind of vibe, especially on Christmas Day. Who's getting fired in the NFL? Now, unfortunately, that is also a byproduct of where we are on the calendar. And let me just preface my thoughts by saying I don't root for anyone to lose their job. I work in sports media. I am well aware of what it's like to have a lack of job security, especially this time of the year. So I am not taking any joy nor delivering these thoughts with glee. And we already know it's been a rough year for people like Frank Reich. Although Frank, I think in retrospect, will look back and say, thank you, David Tepper. You helped my career. I'm going to take all that money you gave me and go some other place, and be happy even if I'm not going to be a head coach again. Because that had nothing to do with Frank Reich. And I think what's going on in Carolina, more to the point, is a result of what many of us thought just based on watching him play at Alabama and then going through the measurables at the Combine. Bryce Young, while a quality young man, terrific leader, 
amazing winning percentage at Alabama. That'll happen when you're under center playing for the Crimson Tide. He's just too slight. Although I watched the majority of that game between the Panthers and the Packers yesterday on Red Zone, and Carolina's still playing hard. They have not quit. you got to admire their resilience. But you look at Bryce Young and just wonder, how is he going to have a 10-year career in the NFL, especially with the wave of injuries we've seen this year at the quarterback position? Now, I'm not coming up with cause and effect, and if I really cared more, we would get a sports doctor, quote-unquote. There's a whole now cottage industry of people who used to be team physicians now giving you injury analysis. Why? You guessed it, for gambling purposes. But for whatever reason, and there are a variety of theories out there, including we just have more running by quarterbacks, not only, quote-unquote, mobile quarterbacks like Justin Fields, who, by the way, Playing fairly well now for Chicago. I still think he's going to be playing for a different team next year because the Bears have to use that number one overall pick as an asset to get Caleb Williams. And the possibility of the Bears locking up that number one pick by way of the deal with the Panthers last year was enhanced by Green Bay finding a way to get it done in the closing minutes, edging Carolina And the Panthers still sitting on just two wins. And if you're a Patriot fan, I understand, especially the pride you must take in the 25-year run-ish, called 20, although do I have to do the tuck play rant again? I won't. I'm in a good mood. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen, 844-204-7424. You can tweet at me, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. In 15 minutes, we'll talk Just a little bit of NBA to get you set for our in-depth NBA conversation with the first of five games today underway. Bucks and Knicks playing at MSG. Later on, we'll see the Celtics and the Lakers. Sixers at Miami has less luster because Joel Embiid playing even better than his NBA season MVP winning season last year in the NBA. Not going to play tonight due to an ankle injury. Dallas at Phoenix the last game. And after the Bucks and Knicks are done, Golden State on the road to Denver, the team we never talk about, even though they are the reigning champs. Coming up to start hour number two, we will focus on the details of what matters in those matchups. And I try to stick to an overall view. What teams should we believe in moving forward in the deepest NBA that I can recall? That's coming up when we say hello to Sean Devaney, Hoops Insider for Heavy.com. But... As we think about where we stand right now in the NFL, with more quarterbacks taking more chances, I think in part because they know they have every rule on their side. I don't want to, again, go down the road of cliches. If you look askance at a quarterback, you're going to get ticketed for a roughing the passer call. But for whatever reason, it has been absolute annihilation at the quarterback position, leading to some gruesome records, among them the Washington Commanders. But back to my thought on New England, the Patriots obviously have Bill Belichick looking to enhance his possibility of walking away with the most coaching victories in the history of professional football, and every win gets him closer to moving past Don Shula. Well, New England now has won two of their last three. Four wins is abysmal, especially for a franchise with their heritage, but now they're moving away 
from falling in line to have a top three pick and to pick up, say, Drake May, who should be the second quarterback coming off the board after Caleb Williams, I think, goes to Chicago. And Drake May looks to be a generational talent. I'm not saying he's Andrew Luck, but I watch a lot of college football. Drake May is sensational. And the Patriots have so many problems. Why not start by addressing the quarterback position? And this will not be a iffy proposition like Mac Jones, who in my mind never should have been a first-round pick. Easy for me to say now that he's being outplayed by Bailey Zappi. But if you want to go with the hoops metaphor on this day filled with basketball, feels much more like Drake May is a slam dunk. Still, Patriots might not have an opportunity to draft him because they're winning a bit too much. And Belichick doesn't care because I don't think he's going to be there next year. We know Robert Sala's coming back. I mentioned that Woody Johnson was cornered by a beat writer who covers the Jets for the New York Post pregame and was ready to make his announcement before an insane game between the Commanders and the Jets. And it's more and more apparent that Ron Rivera is dead man walking. And that was a foregone conclusion, barring an unforeseen surge on the field once the ownership change occurred. But Woody Johnson said pregame, quote, my decision is to keep them. Talking about head coach Robert Sala and GM Joe Douglas. Watching that game, I think Woody would have marched down onto the field and fired everybody as the commanders came all the way back. Sam Howell benched. Jacoby Brissett, of all people, leads the comeback, but the Jets find a way, thanks to Legatron, Greg Zerline, hitting that long field goal at the gun. It seemed to me, and I'm, I'm reveling in another Jet wild emotional roller coaster, once Aaron Rodgers made it clear that he liked Robert Sala and also his boy, Nathaniel can't hack it, and we know that Nate can't hack it based on what he failed to do last year in Denver, but Hackett and Rodgers are tight going back to their time in Green Bay. It was a foregone conclusion that Bobby Sala was coming back even if the Jets had bottomed out even more than they have, and six wins is respectable for the Jets once they lost Aaron Rodgers going down with the popped Achilles on that first Monday night game. Now, Jet fans, you have nothing to celebrate. You still have the longest postseason drought of any team in North American team sports. But if you want to drink the hopium on this holiday, at least you have the peace of mind knowing that Aaron Rodgers comes back next year fully healthy. As for Belichick, where is he coaching next year? To me, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I say what I mean, I mean what I say, I think the Chargers are the most likely landing spot. For two reasons. They have a massive defensive problem, which made the hiring of Brandon Staley even more egregious on a big word Monday. If you retain Kellen Moore to continue to coach up Justin Herbert, a franchise quarterback who needs a lot more help, you bring in Belichick to fix the defense. You do not allow Belichick to be the GM. He takes that job in a heartbeat because... Now he's got a real possibility not only of breaking Shula's record much more quickly, he's back in the Super Bowl conversation, and you know in his heart of hearts he's motivated to get one more ring just as Brady got the ring without him in Tampa Bay so they both can continue this individual back and forth. So I know the Chargers are careful with money. Let me say it in plain English. They're cheap. 
But if they are actually committed to being relevant in Southern California, where there are more fans of the L.A. Sparks or the WNBA than the Chargers, if you could watch that game on Saturday night on Peacock, Buffalo took over the stadium. The Spanos family has to find their wallet, hire a big-name coach. I think Belichick makes all the sense in the world. I'm Brian Weber, now getting fired up on a holiday. Let me... Take a deep cleansing breath. You can hit me up on Twitter, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. Straight ahead, just a little bit of NBA. We we'll only have a little bit of time because my clock management skills are about as good as Robert Sulla. As a veteran of hosting on Christmas Day, I got to get to the hardwood beyond the star power. On display in the five games today, is this the deepest NBA we've ever seen? That's coming up. I'm Brian Weber. Thanks for spending part of your Christmas Day with us. In for Rich Eisen, here on The Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I'm Brian Weber. We are live on Christmas Day, and we appreciate you carving out some of your holiday to spend time with us in for Rich Eisen. It's a very special edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Fonzie may show up later in the program, another contemporary reference, 844-204-7424. And the conversation never stops on Twitter, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. I mentioned Arthur Fonzarella because... When I was a kid, when I was a kid a million years ago, and we all watched the same shows, I know this was a novel idea. Hey, have a handful of channels. Everybody watches the same thing so we could talk about it at work or at school. Every popular show had to do a lame holiday edition. So Fonzie dresses up as Santa, winds up hooking up with the wrong Tuscadero sister, hilarity ensues. We're just talking sports today. I don't know why I said special holiday edition, but I guess we all get nostalgic this time of the year. And because I butchered the clock match, but it actually worked out to our benefit. I did not want to spend too much time talking NBA, but I have an obligation for two reasons. I love basketball as much as I love football. There, I said it. I probably get fired before I'm able to come back for the next hour of the program. And Christmas Day, historically, has belonged to the NBA. And the NFL decided, well, we want to make every possible dollar. And now they've hijacked this holiday. Now, the league claims that with the leap year coming up next year, 2024, sidebar, by the way, 
can we all agree, since we don't watch the same shows like Happy Days anymore, the current year is 2023, not 2023. We're 23 years into the new millennium, depending on when you think it started, and we can't even agree how to refer to the current year. But next year, a leap year, meaning Christmas Day, I'll be in for Rich, book it on a Wednesday. And the league announced this week in a series of interviews promoting their triple header today, about to get underway in 10 minutes with the Chiefs hosting the Raiders and the game of the year coming up tonight in primetime. Clash of Titans, Ravens taking on the 49ers. The league is planning, at least for now, no Christmas games next year because playing on a Wednesday would be unfair for reasons of competitive balance. Write it down and put it right next to Brian will talk to you a year from today, December 25, 2024. There will be an NFL game. The league can say everything they want to about understanding the integrity of the game, being driven by player safety rationale, They will print money on this holiday, monster ratings coming up, and they just can't help themselves. And they demonstrated throughout the COVID situation they could play every day of the week. So I don't believe what the league is saying right now. Either way, let's spend a couple minutes on the NBA, and then we will give it the proper amount of analysis in less than 10 minutes when we tip off hour number two of the program, bring in Sean Devaney. He's worked for many outlets. I first started chatting with Sean when he worked for the Sporting News. He is now the NBA insider for Heavy.com. If you've not been paying attention to basketball, I don't blame you. It's now all football all the time. I can let you know, first of five games is getting closer to halftime at Madison Square Garden in New York. The Knicks on top of the Bucks, 45-38, five minutes to go in the first half. Perhaps Jalen Brunson has heard all those mindless talking head shows debating. Is he, in fact, a go-to player? He's got 15. I'll play everybody. Giannis, slow start, just eight points. And I'm not going to give you constant updates as to what's happening in a regular season game. But if you think about where Milwaukee's at right now, and I give them all the credit in the world for making Giannis happy by going out and getting Dame Lillard. Because it wasn't just about forming a super team. They demonstrated just a handful of years ago they could win a championship with Giannis plus Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. But mostly, this was to appease Giannis and say, you don't have to go anywhere. We'll get you more help. Because that's what the NBA is all about. Who's your superstar? Who's his running mate? And then who's the third complementary talent? The problem is, I mentioned in passing, Drew Holiday he was their most important defensive player. Now, it's early in the year. Bucks still are playing at a high level, 22-7. and seven, But since I watch a ton of regular season basketball on NBA TV, it is pretty obvious they miss Holiday because of his skills as a lockdown defender. And that's precisely what Holiday has brought to Boston. Now, as we check out the Celtics taking on a Laker team in free fall, hope it was worth it to win that meaningless in-season tournament and hang that banner, an absolute joke, at the Crypt or whatever they're calling that arena in downtown L.A. now. You're telling me you're going to put up a banner next to your championship banners? I know it was smaller. I know it had a different mosaic to it. Just an absolute sports crime. Lakers are falling apart. Oh, more bad news. 
Gabe Vincent, nice pickup coming over from the Heat when he was part of their run to the finals last year back on the West Coast because he played his college hoops at UC Santa Barbara. He's been banged up, and now, according to Shams this morning on Stadium.com, the report is that Vincent is going to have knee surgery be out four to eight weeks. Celtics, my question, as much as I enjoy watching them and appreciate how this roster was currently constructed, they don't have a rim protector other than Al Horford, who's 407 years old. They lost intensity when they gave up Marcus Smart, although it feels like that was by design. But my question really comes down to, can you count on Porzingis to be healthy come playoff time? And if we're talking about health, Joel Embiid is a revelation, a transformational talent. I mentioned he's playing better statistically to start this year than the MVP numbers he put up last year. But you are what you consistently do, unfortunately, with Philly showing they don't miss James Harden at all, getting set to take on Miami in game number four today. We will not see Embiid sidelined with the ankle injury. And if we think about him going back-to-back with the MVP possibility, well, you got to play 65 games now. Now, that's not important for him. It's all about a championship aspiration. But if I'm handicapping the field in the East, I have to factor that in for Philadelphia's outlook because, unfortunately, Embiid just cannot stay healthy beyond his brilliance on the floor. I'm Brian Weber, winding down in the first hour. That means we're warming up for hour number two. Much more NBA conversation on the way. We'll be checking with Sean Devaney, NBA insider for Heavy.com. Thanks for spending part of your Christmas with us as we continue on The Rich Eisen Show.